Hello, this is Gurmeher from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 29th of April. Amid the intensifying election campaign in Karnataka, Prime Minister Modi accused the Congress party of wasting their time and energy on derogatory language instead of good governance and raising the enthusiasm of their workers. The Prime Minister's response comes after Congress President Malakarjan Kharge referred to him as a venomous snake. The PM was addressing an election rally in Bidar district. The Prime Minister said that the Congress party has a history of insulting great personalities including Baba Sahib Ambedkar and Veer Savarkar and claimed that he felt honored to be treated at par with such personalities. He said that the Congress is abusing him in the same way they abused Baba Sahib and Veer Savarkar but he considers it as a reward. During the rally, Modi also spotlighted the BJP government's development and welfare initiatives. In the Shraddha Valkar murder case, a Delhi court adjourned the verdict on framing of charges against accused Aftab Amin Poonawala to May 9th. Aftab has been accused of murdering his live-in partner Shraddha and chopping her body into pieces. The additional sessions judge Vishal Pahuja postponed the hearing since the judge concerned was on leave. Previously, additional sessions judge Manisha Khurana Kakkar had reserved the order for April 29th after hearing arguments from the prosecution and the accused. The court also deferred the hearing on the plea made by Valkar's father, who requested the woman's remains to be handed to the family for the last rites. The Delhi police will file its response to the plea in the next hearing. Punawala has been charged by the Delhi police under Indian Penal Code Section 302 Murder and 201 causing disappearance of evidence of the offence. According to reports, Valkar was allegedly strangled by Punawala on May 18th last year after which he dismembered her body and stored the pieces in a refrigerator for nearly three weeks at his residence in South Delhi's Meroli. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi's plea challenging his conviction in a criminal defamation case over his Modi surname remark was heard by the Gujarat High Court today. Senior lawyer Abhishek Manu Singhvi, representing Gandhi, raised concerns about the trial's process and called attention to very serious ex facie vitiating factors that led to the conviction. If the High Court allows his plea, it could pave the way for Gandhi's reinstatement as a member of parliament. Earlier, a Surat court had convicted Gandhi under IPC Section 499 and 500 in the same case, which was filed by Bharatiya Janata Party's Gujarat MLA Purnesh Modi in 2019. Following the verdict, Gandhi was disqualified as an MP under the provisions of the Representations of the People Act. In April, the Surat Sessions Court refused to stay the conviction but granted him bail. Arguing before the High Court, Singhvi noted that the consequences of the conviction are drastic for public servants or legislators. He said, and I quote, it has very serious additional irreversible consequences to the person, the constituency and also drastic consequences of re-election, unquote. Justice Heyman Prachak of Gujarat High Court has taken up Gandhi's criminal revision application, challenging the Surat Court's order. Listeners, the Congress is leaving no stone unturned in its quest to oust the BJP from power, with their campaign centred around the issue of corruption. The party's workers are taking to the streets, knocking on doors and promising the people a better tomorrow with their welfare schemes, including the highly popular Indra Canteen and a revamped public distribution system. In the midst of all this, Bumai, who has managed to win the Shigaon constituency thrice since 2008, is facing stiff opposition from the Congress, which has held this seat since 1957. While Bumai is basking in the glow of the recent quota announcement, 
concerns over jobs and corruption may just be his Achilles heels in this election. To know more, read my colleague Sumedha's report titled On Bumai Turf, a mid-quota cheer this quite over jobs, corruption, journey from secularism to Hindutva. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Today, an Uttar Pradesh court convicted jail gangster-turned-politician Mukhtar Ansari in a kidnapping and murder case involving the killing of BJP MLA Krishna Nandrai. Ansari was sentenced to 10 years in prison and fined 5 lakh rupees by the court. The court proceedings were conducted virtually. The wife of late BJP MLA Krishna Nandrai, who was allegedly murdered by Mukhtar Ansari and his brother Afsal Ansari, in 2005, expressed her faith in the judiciary and said that the rule of the mafia has ended in Uttar Pradesh. She said, and I quote, I believe in the judiciary, rule of gundas, mafias have ended in the state, unquote. Ansari has been facing multiple cases related to murder, attempt to murder and other charges. In September 2021, the Lucknow bench of Allahabad High Court convicted Ansari for threatening jailer S.K. Avasti and pointing a pistol at him in 2003. The court sentenced him to five years in a case registered in 1999 under the Gangster Act and imposed a fine of Rs 50,000 on him. Ansari has been in jail since 2005 after he surrendered in a communal rights case in Mao in which seven people had died. Fresh strikes were reported in parts of Sudan's capital city, Khartoum, even as pressure amounted from the international community to maintain a 72-hour ceasefire in the West African city. The violence has left millions of people stranded in the city amid shortage of essential supplies such as food, water and fuel. Reports suggest that the situation has been particularly dire in El Janina, a city located in western region of Darfur, where militias have been looting and setting fire to the markets. The violence began two weeks ago as a result of a power struggle between different factions of the Sudanese military. One of the warring generals, Hemiti, claimed that his troops were being relentlessly bombed and that he would not negotiate until the fighting ended. The situation in Sudan remains volatile and unpredictable with no clear end in sight to the ongoing conflict. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.